All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And we're going to start today instantaneously by announcing the 10 lucky winners who got digital download versions of the Wayne's World 25th anniversary movie, courtesy of Penelope Spheris, courtesy of Talk is Jericho. Party time! Excellent! Party on! Party on, Wayne! Party on, Garth. It's Wayne's World! Wayne's World! Party time! Excellent! Showing! Party on, Wayne. Party on, Chris. Party on, Chris Jericho. All right. Thanks to everyone who tweeted party on to at Talk is Jericho on the Twitter and use the hashtag Wayne's World 25. And congrats to all of the following sexy beast winners. Good luck to you. We had hundreds and hundreds of submissions, but here are the 10 that we chose. Ashley Canfield at A Canfield on the Twitter. Chris McDonald at KDog96. Julian Baez at J Baez SBS. Samantha at Sammy Mags28. Phil Munson at P Money59 on the Twitter. Sammy at Sammy Punk. Matthew Davis at MWFD. Palmer at Shane Palmquist, Rob Brown at Rob Brown PA78, Amanda Marone at Ashes Bodashes on the Twitter. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! Congrats, you are the big winners for the uh, Wayne's World 25th anniversary edition of the classic movie, courtesy of Penelope Spheris and Talk is Jericho. If you haven't checked out that episode, you definitely should. She uh, told hilarious stories about what it was like on the set of Wayne's World, working with Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Alice Cooper, uh, Meatloaf, Chris Farley, I think I might have said that already, Rob Lowe, and also what it was like to make The Decline of the Western Civilization Part 2 with Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ozzy Osbourne, Lizzie Borden, so many more. Two of my all-time favorite movies with uh, one of my favorite directors, Penelope Spheris. And thank you guys for uh, uh, submitting your um, your requests to win the Wayne's World 25th anniversary. Like I said, we had literally, literally hundreds. So we are so excited to uh, to continue today. We got a huge show making their podcast debut, the first podcast ever. It's Handsome Rusev and Lana. I love Handsome Rusev. It's great. They are together here on Talk is Jericho, talking about being partnered at NXT, how they eventually fell in love and debuted on the main roster at the 2014 Royal Rumble. You hear what Dusty Rhodes did for them both and why Wade Barrett may no longer hold the title for worst Dusty impression ever on Talk is Jericho. I think Lana might have uh, beaten him. Rusev also talks about growing up in Bulgaria, how he learned to speak English and all the odd jobs he had when he first came to America. Some classic stuff. You hear how they balance real life and work life since they really are married. But before we get to Rusev and Lana, the Talk is Jericho army is growing. And thanks to all of you who have already signed up for the TIJ automated email service. For those of you who have not, what are you waiting for, man? Don't be a loser. Be cool. Don't be a nerd. Be uh, be the Fonz. Just go to podcast1.com slash Jericho. You'll be in the know when it comes to the show. Be able to share all your favorite episodes with a single click of the button uh, because you'll get all the information emailed you to, uh, emailed right to your uh, right to your computer every week telling you what guests are going to be on the show uh, what subjects are going to be on the show uh, you'll find all that out just like last week uh, the ridiculous talk and shop live in Mexico City with uh, Gallows Anderson and Enzo Amore gotta check it out and don't forget uh, this week's Wayne's World 25th anniversary podcast with Penelope Spheris so go do that now podcast1.com slash Jericho and you'll get all the information on upcoming shows uh, speaking of shows that were just recent how about the uh, 2017 Royal Rumble I am the 61 minute 
minute man. I lasted the longest. I know it was uh, 60 minutes and 13 seconds, but I'm rounding up, and it makes a good uh, it makes a good nickname. So, anyways, thanks to Dave Melser on the Wrestling Observer newsletter. I got some really cool um, little bits of Royal Rumble trivia that you might want to know. Uh, so, uh, Jericho broke the all time record for most time spent in the Royal Rumble for a career at four hours, 56 minutes, and 59 seconds from 10 Royal Rumbles. The old record was three hours, 57 minutes, and 37 seconds by Triple H. Only six wrestlers have done three hours total. That's me, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Kane, Mysterio, and Cody Rhodes. Uh, So it looks like that record will stay for a long time. My 60 minutes and 13 seconds in the Rumble, even though I am the 61-minute man, was the fifth longest in Rumble history, trailing Rey Mysterio, Chris Benoit, Bob Backlund, and Triple H. Uh, Randy Orton, who won uh, this year and in 2009, joins only Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin, John Cena, Batista, and Triple H as multiple winners. Who won the most Royal Rumbles? Steve Austin, 97, 98, 2001. Uh, With four eliminations, The Undertaker's career total is now 39, tying Shawn Michaels for second place behind who has the most Royal Rumble eliminations of all time? Kane. He's got 44. Uh, Braun Strowman eliminated the most people this year with seven and tied uh, with Roman Reigns last year to eliminate the most with five. So uh, a little bit uh, of a little trivia there. And Big Show in his 12th Royal Rumble is tied with Shawn Michaels for second place behind Kane at 19. Undertaker has 11. Uh, he's tied with Goldust for fourth place. And in sixth place, it's a tie between Mark Henry, The Miz, and me with 10 Royal Rumbles. Cool, nice little uh, little tidbits there, a little bit of Royal Rumble trivia. Always one of the favorite pay-per-views of the year, one of the favorite matches of the year. And once again, thanks to Dave Meltzer at Wrestling Observer Newsletter for the uh, fine little bit of trivia. And we got Rusev and Lana coming up. But first, all right, this is a 30-second commercial. I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, okay? But please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com today, G-E-I-C-O.com. Sorry for all the numbers, but in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out of time. Hi, I'm author and director Mick Garris, inviting you to download my new podcast, Postmortem, to hear from the greatest filmmakers and creators of your worst nightmares. Check out new episodes every other Wednesday on podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, or subscribe on iTunes. Talk is Jericho. So you got the water, you got coffee, you guys all good? Yeah. I have to be uh, be uh, cognizant of my guest. This is your first podcast you've ever had with, with Lana and Handsome Rusev. <laughs> Super handsome, man. And, and it's funny because you called yourself Handsome Rusev on Raw last week and then broke your nose. I did. How did, how did, how did you break it? Uh, we had this big eight man on Monday Night Raw. And Kofi went for a little jumping crossbody. And I caught him, but instead of catching him, like, his hands over, I went this way. I don't know why. And his hip landed right on my nose. Ooh. And it turned, like, I felt my nose, like, turn right in my brain. Uh-huh. And I knew right away he came, and I'm like, I think I broke my nose. Ooh, and you could tell right away, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, oh, man, what happened? So much And I let go of my hands, and it's like a dragon. Just... <sighs> All over the bleeding. So much so blood. Much blood. So much I've blood. never seen so much blood in my life. It was crazy. You know, it's it's interesting because like when you've been in the business as long and you've been working for a long time, but you know instantly when something 
happens like that, like you know, okay, oh, that hurt, like Royal Rumble. You feel sore and you feel some pain, but when something like that serious happens, you know, like, oof, this is gonna be bad. Did you get? Did you get the black eyes? I got a little black eyes, a lot of swelling in my nose, but luckily enough, it was broken straight, so they didn't have to move anything. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole thing, the story was the greatest because I'm bleeding. The doctor can't stop the bleeding. And I took it off for a second so I can breathe. And, she, and Lana goes, no, 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 put that towel. I'm going to throw up. Like, <laughs> thanks for the support, honey. It was just so much like gushing guts of blood. It wasn't blood. It was like intestines of gl- um, blood coming out of his neck. So, you know, how is that for you being, obviously, you guys are married for real. This is a real life relationship. And, you you know, you guys are playing your characters and playing your parts. But when you see your husband, you know, get crunched in the nose and he is bleeding all over the place. How is that for you as a, as, as a wife? Yeah, I think definitely more urgency comes in. And so when the blood kept on going, 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 I st- there was a part of me that started freaking out. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, Thank you. Oh, <laughs> nice little joke, Screaming for the doctors, and, um, but he still makes me laugh because he looks at me and he's like, "I'm so sad." Rusev, handsome Rusev is dead. <laughs> now that you're even more handsome now. That's what I was saying. In my head, I imagine my nose on this side. I was like, man, oh, that's it. You imagine that John Cena broken nose. Yes. Remember, like something just horribly misshapen. Yours isn't bad in, in no, comparison. No, so know. so we're talking, you guys, and we mentioned, just, uh, just to start off here, you guys are legitimately married. And I know for me, like going away from my family onto the road is hard, but it's also kind of good because you get a little break. You guys are on the road together. Then you go, home together then you're back on the road together is that uh how is that as a, as a married couple please <laughs> <laughs> well i think i probably drive him crazy sometimes i just i feel like i never turn off wrestling and never turn off um like trying to create and so i have to kind of be like okay for the next hour we're not going to talk about like storylines or mm. pitches or wrestling or my 17 ideas of how we're going to become <laughs> multi-billionaires um so when he's a really good balance for me i he calms me down a lot i'm a but it is hard whenever you get a couple of the boys together when you eventually just start talking about wrestling yeah. it's just kind of what yeah. we do yeah. do you guys have other things that you do besides wrestle together like what are some of the things that you guys like to do that aren't wrestling we watch tv shows a lot uh-huh she gets me in all kinds of weird tv shows that what are some of your favorites right now we just watched the oa the, what's the oa it's on netflix it's one of those original series it's called oa oa yeah. okay yeah, it's so good it's i'm a i love watching tv shows i'm all just binge on tv but she shows binges. i can't binge <laughs> when you watch like 10 in a row sort of thing or something oh, yeah. like this yeah like once i start i can't stop if it's a good show i could I, um stranger things on Netflix. yeah that was great i literally watched I think in like 24 hours. Especially when we're on the road so much. Like you said, you go on an airplane or you go on a bus or whatever it may be. It's the perfect time to be binge watching. I was like that with Game of Thrones. I was about three or four seasons behind and started watching it. And like, you know, three months, I've got the whole thing up to date. Because yeah. we've got a lot of time yeah. sitting around, it, uh, you know, every week. But I get numb to it. Like, I can't. It just gets, even if it's interesting, it's just like, I lose interest. Like, man, I don't want to watch this thing anymore. Yeah. Something else. Let me read some Harry Potter. But you're a big reader too. I people I, might not I know. A big reader, but I read. Rusev, the uh, Bulgarian beast, is actually a very uh, a- a- avid reader. It's good for the kids, you know. I'm trying to teach the kids that. 
Books are better than TV. <laughs> Rusev doing it for the kids. I'm doing it for the kids. Now let me ask you, you grew up in, in Bulgaria yeah. for real, and you're reading books in English. I mean, that's pretty, yeah. you must be very intelligent to be able to do this. You know, yes. How, how, <laughs> how, where did you, when did you learn English? I started learning in third grade because, you know, I was playing a lot of video games, watching a lot of movies, and I had this fixed idea that I gotta go, I gotta go to the United States of America. It's like my mission in life since a kid mm. was to go to the United States of America. So English was always like, I gotta learn English, you gotta learn English. And it was like an optional thing. You don't have to, mm -hmm. but I think I was the first one in class always. Uh, so that's how I started in third grade. Because you, you said because you, you wanted to go to the states, is that kind of the um, the goal for for a lot of kids in in Bulgaria to want to get out? So I mean, it's pretty weird to have a dream to go to a country. And I was watching wrestling at the time, mm. and I know that wrestling happens in the United States. Mm -hmm. So this was this was the one. I knew what I was going to do in third grade. Even in third grade, you yeah. knew you wanted to be a wrestler. It was so weird. Wow. So that's eight or nine years old, maybe not even seven years yeah, old, eight years old. Like eight, uh, so seven. I was nine years old. I think. Yeah. Wow. And so they had WWE in Bulgaria. No, it was very very weird. You have these VHS VHS tapes that only a couple of people in the whole city have. So you gotta go get it from one guy to the other guy. And you're a kid. Oh, and wow. You wanna share it because it's treasure. <laughs> uh, and you gotta watch him and, you know, just watching Hogan firing up and waving that flag. And it's like the American propaganda is what got me into wrestling. Hogan. You're kidding me. So it's almost kind of like an underground bootleg thing yeah. where someone got a cassette yeah. and would pass it along. Yeah. Wow. And then cable TV came on, whatever year it was. Mm -hmm. so it was then on cable. It was the Attitude Era happening, WCW and all that. We we had that with a, a porno movie, porno movies. You know, you couldn't you couldn't just go online and watch it. My friend Dan Gujan had, I think it was called Candy Striper Girls or something, and he got it. And so that videotape would get passed around, and then somebody's parents found it and took it away, and so we lost our porno pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, my, my parents owned like a videotape store, so we had a lot of porn. Okay. <laughs> that was never a problem for me. But we did, did not watch kids. Yeah, dude, and dude, we would never watch. And that was the only one. I never got to see it. I just tried. Yeah, I, when it was my turn, I got taken away. So but so you you would watch these tapes, and would, was there other friends that you had who were into wrestling? Uh, not that many. It was mostly was people grown-ups. Mm. Wrestling was kind of like people don't get it. Mm -hmm. And all my parents see me watching, like, oh, this is, you know fake right? sure like how is it fake they landed that thing every night that you can't fake that mm. so when you're growing up in bulgaria it's eastern europe what was it like there what 80s or so is it's not communist i mean i'm i'm, I'm not familiar with what bulgaria is it's well, more like romania or something like this or so you know romania but not bulgaria well no i don't romania because because <laughs> Dr dracula's from romania if Dracula's from Bulgaria, I would know. Well, they said that Dracula died in Bulgaria. Okay, well, there you go. Well, who's the most famous Bulgarian? Rusev. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I was waiting for something. <laughs> but, I mean, no, seriously, I mean, I'm a big hockey fan, but there was never many Bulgarian hockey no, players. expensive to play. you got to get all the equipment. Sure, but, you know, you talk about there's Russia and there's, you know, there was former Czechoslovakia and all these other countries that had hockey that you, even Belarus was a, was a yeah. country that at least would be low level, but Bulgaria, you would never hear anything no, about it, maybe. I don't even know if we have a team. Soccer is really popular. Mm. Football, you know. We have a lot of famous uh, soccer players. We have weightlifters, you know, wrestlers, especially back in the day, in the 80s, when we used to be a, a communist country satellite to USSR. 
Oh, we were, yeah. So it was communist. Yes, oh, yeah. we were under dictatorship and all that. Oh, okay. Yeah. When did that change? Uh, 1989. Uh, so you you were basically born into communism, and I then was born in it. But it was way too. I did it was so early for me. Sure. I remember any of it? And then it just switched over. Yeah, but speaking to my mom, it was bad. You know, we have coupons for food. <clears throat> for food, you have electricity two hours on, two hours off. Really? Yeah, yeah. Food was limited. Doesn't matter if you have money or not. Wow. It's interesting. Now, now, Lana, you actually are, I remember you saying before that you grew up in Russia at some yeah. point? or I grew up in, the, in Latvia, the former Soviet Union, um, and we moved there in like 93. From the States to yes. Latvia? Why would you move to Latvia? Well, my parents were Christian mm -hmm. uh, missionaries. So oh, wow. My, yeah, so it was my mom's dream to always go to Russia and be a missionary there. And so when the wall fell, they moved there like two years afterwards. But they kept on going, like started going in on 1989, like right when the Berlin Wall fell, they started going to Russia and Latvia and Lithuania, Romania, Bulgaria, all those places. And how old were you at this time when you guys went? Um, I was like five. Okay, so you so I was really kind of yeah. grew up there. Yeah, I lived there ways. from five to almost 18. So I went to my forming years were there. Speaking and, Russian? Yes, speaking Russian. I went to a Russian school. I went to a performing arts school. So I was trained by the crazy Russian ballet teachers. It's so funny because people sometimes will go, oh yeah, Lana's just got this Russian accent. She's really from Florida. It's like, no, she really speaks Russian. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's, it, it, that's why it works with you guys because there is that connection. It's not fabricated. You do have kind of that, that Eastern European thing going on. Yeah. You should graduate. You're the first American to graduate. Yeah, right? I'm the first American to ever graduate um, the performing arts school. So when you say you had the crazy ballet teachers, what does that mean? Um, actually, a lot of my, uh, a lot of the ravishing Russian, Lana, I got, I take from my Russian teachers and, um, they would, my teacher would come in with like a paddle and she would smack us and, um, she had these long nails and she would dig it in. You're kidding like, me. Oh, she was nuts. She would throw her shoes. She would call us like a stupid cat, fat cow. How would, how would you say that in Russian? Um, uh, <laughs> there you go. It's a little bit of a lesson for you guys. That's just that stupid fat cow in yeah. Russian. Interesting. So it really is coming from that whole like almost like a, the Bridget Nielsen in the Rocky movie where she's very straight and I'm going to beat you up type yes. thing. And that's kind of what you had to deal with. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I think it's just like there was such a I feel very fortunate to grow up and emerge of both worlds. So I have my parents that are very American and my dad is so American, so American. And they're just their point of view <laughs> on life is so American. It's like my dad is always like shoot for the sky, like shoot for the stars. The sky's the limit. You can do anything. Anything. All your dreams are possible. I'm proud of you. Like you could get a bad grade on your test, and he'd be like, "It's okay. Work harder. I'm proud of you." Yeah. So I grew up with like that great support system at home, but then I would go to school where it's just crazy Russian, <laughs> stupid you <know>. fat cow <laughs> <laughs> discipline. And um, I think that's why I'm you know, Lana is she's such a extension of of my mm. and myself because it's like. I do associate myself as not just American, but Russian-American because of the way I was brought up. 
and both of you guys have that like the uh, really good work ethic which does come from your backgrounds you know i think that 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 adds to it i mean even growing up it's 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 canada but growing up in in winnipeg which is like minus 40 it's the prairies it's always cold it's kind of a little town where nothing really happens but it really instills like a real drive uh to kind of get the hell out of there and go and do what you what you want to do get out of that cold yeah well yeah and just get out of this nothing happening town you know what i mean and and similar to what you said Rusev wanting to get into wrestling from a young age not quite as young maybe 10 or 11 but how does a guy from Bulgaria decide that you want to wrestle how did you end up doing this so I tried amateur wrestling because mm-hmm. I think that was the closest thing that's going to get me but it just really wasn't my thing I really wasn't digging it because it's not on TV it's completely different I had no idea. <laughs> kind of boring in comparison yeah, I don't want to do that yeah. <laughs> it's like, no ropes. where's the ropes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to I don't look good in a singlet right <laughs> um, so I tried that it wasn't my thing then I got really into basketball so I think I picked up a lot of athleticism athletic basketball I played basketball you, what, you, get, you got some jumps there you got some springs in your legs or what you you're, you're King Big Show in the face. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Machka, machka, machka. Calm down, calm down. Uh, I did that, then I did, my parents did growing, you know, my mom mm. was world champion twice. Your mom was? Yeah. No, that seems Bulgarian, like rowing, yeah. raw, strong. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I tried to pick up rowing, and it really was going good for me for a few years, but then I ran into the whole politics situation. Meaning? When, you know, your nephew is... You know, so and so, and your president, Matthew, whatever it is, so they put him in the boat instead of me. Really? Even though you might not go as fast? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, it was a very disappointing time. I feel like this is the first time I hit, like, harsh reality. Wow, like, it doesn't matter what you do, like... I can't do anything. Even though you're better because your last name is not the same as yeah. the president, for example. Yeah, and I, I just got really disappointed, so I quit the whole thing. Like, I quit wrestling. And I was going to sports school, which they don't have in America. Which you go to school in the morning for three hours, then you go to practice, then you go again uh, to school for three hours, then you go practice again. Mm-hmm. It's like a magnet school for sports. Magnet school for sports. Mm, okay. Which my mom graduated, my dad did. So as I forget that, I started doing some shot put. Um, which came really natural. It was very easy for me, but it was Unlike me. <laughs> Once again, it seems like a very Eastern European shot put and discus throwing powerful <laughs> things, right? This whole thing. But again, it's not, I, I feel like I always wanted to entertain. Like, and this was not entertaining for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then um, I had an opportunity to come to the United States of America as an exchange student. Mm. So I had to uh, come for four months, work, and then go back. Where did you go to in the States? Richmond, Virginia. Ooh. How was that going to uh, well, it was farm, uh, farmland? <laughs> I, I had to paint houses. I've never painted in my life. Um, it was 100 degrees outside with 100% humidity. And they expected me to climb a ladder on the third floor and paint. Little to be said, I got fired a month later. I got thrown out on the streets. Like, cause I know nobody, I've been a month in. Mm-hmm. I got thrown out by my own comrades, Bulgarian people, they were my employees. They threw me out, literally. Like, threw because you weren't a good painter, they threw you out? Wasn't good. Oh, yeah. wow. And I had a contract, but I guess them didn't matter. Throw me out, I had no money, I had nowhere to go. They kicked me out of the house that they provided. So um, I was just stuck. It's like, you know, the streets and you look left and you see woods, you see right, you see like trees and it's like, what do I do now? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, eventually, like, I met a couple of guys that they let me stay with them. We were like eight people in a two bedroom apartment. But, but the, that day, or where did you live for a couple of days? Well, the, the people that we used to work with, they kind of didn't like the guys. They're like, okay, kid, just come with us. Okay. You can stay here. So I was really, really grateful. And um, eventually, it worked at Wendy's for a week. <laughs> You're not good at uh, normal jobs, are you? No, it's just you work at Wendy's, right? And you have three. <laughs> Three guys that work and seven managers. Like, how is that even? Right. This is so American. We need more workers than managers. And you have 20 minutes downtime between rush hour. Oh, let's clean the store. Like, how about rest? <laughs> you need to put mustard with a W on top of the burger. I'm like, what? First of all, who's going to open the burger to see the W? And second, if you turn it upside down, it's McDonald's. And the manager goes, oh, I never really thought about that. <laughs> See, I never knew that. You have to put it in a W. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. And I was like, man, I speak five languages. I cannot do this for... Did you speak five languages in, you learned in Bulgaria? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, all of them, Russian, English, Bulgarian, and then you just speak Serbian and Macedonian because they're close to Bulgaria. Wow. You're like Cesaro. Yeah. But he got all the puppies. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got Macedonian. What the hell is that? <laughs> so how many languages do you speak, Lana? Oh, I speak three. Russian. Wow, you guys are—you guys are much smarter than I am. I can speak Spanish. Oh. I can speak Spanish. When I lived, there, I could speak it. So, so you're working at, at Wendy's, and 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 still that sucks. You get fired from there, or quit, or whatever. I left. Okay, and you I left. I was even embarrassed to go get my check because I just worked a week. <laughs> <laughs> my friends, are you kidding me? That's money. <laughs> so then I got a few jobs, and then whatever. Uh, my friend said, "Hey, I'm gonna move to California." Mm. And I'm like. Now you're talking. Hollywood? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm like, count me in. Uh-huh. I, I had no, I had $300 from working shitty jobs, and we're moving cross country driving in a 1988 Oldsmobile. <laughs> Drove cross country, no stopping. We didn't have that money for hotels. So mm-hmm. One drives, one sleeps. So we get there and start kind of, you know, find my few places around the work. And uh, it was not until three years later, there was a pay-per-view in San Diego, Great American Bash. When Randy broke his collar, mm, right. Um, I watched it. I went out and I saw a business card for wrestling school. And I used to live in, in LA and the wrestling school in San Diego. I'm like, San Diego, I don't care. I'll drive. I want to do this. This is my dream. But then I went to the website, researched, and there was a school about 40 miles from me, 50 miles. So I signed up that week. Uh, backyard wrestling with Rick Drazen. Rick Drazen. Yeah, the right. equalizer. <laughs> he was big in bodybuilding back in the day with Arnold, and then he was a, a professional. Yeah, I've heard that name before somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So I trained with him for six months, and as soon as I got there, I felt very comfortable with everything because I was always been athletic, even though I was a big guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then six months later, I feel like I got everything in my brain, and he had nothing new to teach me. Mm-hmm. I want challenges. I want more and then Rikishi opened his own school uh, Knox Pro in uh, LA him Gangrel and Reno on Y which is cousin of uh, of uh, Rikishi oh so I didn't know you trained with Rikishi and Gangrel yeah. okay those are good good workers then oh, yeah great guys. yeah great guys yeah and I signed up with him and I started who was your first match with oh boy. do you remember a show match or it was even before that I worked in San Diego against Ariel Star. Ariel Star? Yeah. What was your name? Uh, 
I was the Bastion Bulgarian. <laughs> of course. You're- got, the name that I got was when I used to drive taxi back in the day. Back in the day in LA. I used to, so, You've done every job. Oh, I was, I was a taxi cab. I worked in a strip club. I was a construction. I was a construction manager. I was a welder. Um, Wendy's. I did Wendy's. Yeah. What else did I do? Painter. Painter. Everything. Every job under the sun I've done. Pizza boy. Let's not forget about that. And always had two jobs at the same time. Yeah. Because, you know, you got to pay bills. You gotta did, pay. did you have, a, have to get a visa or something like that or just under the table? Oh, yeah. yes, I had a visa. That's I why visa. I was a pizza boy. <laughs> I had all the visas. Yeah. <laughs> I was completely legit, just so you know. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's talk about you, Lana, uh, how you went from living in Russia to living in Florida and working for the WWE. And we're going to do that. But first, I want to say thanks to one of my longtime friends of the business. You know who he is. He's one of Talk is Jericho's longest running sponsors, one of the most successful guys uh, I've ever known outside of wrestling who came from the wrestling business. Talking about Diamond Dallas Page and, of course, DDP Yoga. DDPY is more than just a workout. It's a healthier way to live, and Dallas makes it super easy for you to get on the DDPY program. You know that I'm a believer. I'm a believer and a user of the DDPY program. I'm proof that it works. Just look what I've been able to do in the ring over this last year, including my Royal Rumble match, the 61-minute man, just like uh, I talked to you about earlier. I'm doing some of the best work in my entire career. There's no end in sight, and it's thanks to DDPY Yoga. And I want you to get your health and fitness on track as well with DDPY. And now's the time. You got to take advantage of this tremendous deal that Dallas is offering. Remember, you get 25% off all DDPY merch and swag. And when you buy a max pack or a combo pack, you get a second one for 50% off. The price is already 25% off. We know the deal. It's a crazy deal. If you're not trying this now, then you really are a lazy SOB because this is so ridiculously cheap at this point. It's such a bargain. Dallas is practically giving uh, this program away and it's going to help you. It's going to change your life for the better and if you want to try this out please go to ddpyoga.com slash jericho and remember when you buy the ddpy dvds you also get three free months of the ddp yoga now app and with that app you can do ddpy anytime anyplace anywhere right from your front door or tablet the app not only lets you uh, do all the wheel accounts right from your phone it's also got a bunch of other cool special features to keep you on that path to healthy living so ddp yoga now app subscribers you won't ever get bored doing the same wheel accounts over and over again because ddp's added completely new 2.0 wheel accounts and weekly live wheel accounts from the ddp yoga performance center yeah like i said this is fun you gotta have fun because i have fun doing ddp yoga so will you and remember dallas is offering you this incredible deal on ddpy 25 percent off all DDPY merch and DVDs and buy a max pack or a combo pack and get a second one for 50% off on top of the 25% off you already got. What a bargain for you. Just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's all you got to do to take advantage of this great deal. ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Once again, ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Change your life for the better today. Get in the best shape of your life and do it now. All right, so Rusev and Lana are in the middle of doing their first podcast ever, and they're doing a great job. As a matter of fact, Lana's actually about to tell the story about her WWE audition, and it is a good one. You want to hear it. And of course, part of the reason why I'm able to have all these incredible guests and stories on this show is thanks to the fine Talk is Jericho sponsors, including True Car and the True Car app. So remember, if you're looking to buy a new or used car, then you should download the True Car app or check out TrueCar.com. Remember, True Car helped me buy my 2016 Cadillac Escalade last year. Made it so easy and fast. 
I was in another dealership in an hour and a half, okay? When's the last time you bought any car uh, ever since you were in high school in an hour and a half? Even if you bought it from your friend, from your friend uh, Joe. Hey, Joe, can I buy your car? It still would take longer than an hour and a half, okay? So if you're looking for a brand new car or a gently used car, you can get upfront pricing information from True Car so you can enjoy a better car buying experience. When I say upfront pricing, I'm talking about real pricing on actual inventory in stock at the local True Car certified dealer. So using True Car on the True Car app lets you see what other people paid for the car you want so you can determine a fair price and feel confident when you buy your car. Remember, True Car connects you with a local certified dealer of your Schwazen who will honor your guaranteed savings, which makes your car buying process quicker and easier. True Car also shows all the dealers available incentives before you arrive at the dealership. And all anybody cares about is the bottom line transparency here. True Car save an average of over $3,000 off of MSRP sticker price. Okay. And over 3 million cars have been sold to True Car users by the True Car certified dealer network there's over 13,000 dealers in true car certified dealer network so there's definitely one near you and definitely a car for you go check it out it's cheaper it's quicker it gives you a better peace of mind and a better quality car when you're ready to buy visit true car or download the true car app to enjoy a more confident car buying experience remember some features not available in all states this this is talk is jericho so how about you lana when you're talking about being in russia and being the the, the ballet school and all this other stuff you eventually moved back to florida how I moved to New York City. Okay. And I was dancing there professionally um, with Alvin Ailey and other dance. Um, so professionally, you mean you're doing ballets? Yeah. I actually started dancing um, professionally ballet when I was 11 years old. So I started doing like all the, the Latvian National Ballet Company whenever they needed like roles for wow. younger um, like Swan Lake type yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, I did Swan Lake, the Nutcracker, and once you turn 15, you're a lot of times put in the corps de ballet. So I was dancing with the corps de ballet starting like at 15, and an opera. So I got I was able to do all the checklist of like wow nutcracker swan lake all the famous ballets very young um and then i was dancing in new york with alvin ailey which is more of a contemporary is that a bit you mentioned his name is that is that a big well he's uh, alvin ailey is a huge he was one he was one of the first african-americans that started a um dance company that was predominantly african-american so i was one of the only white girls right all right Uh, yeah (laughs) but i wanted to go there because i was like i want to learn the these different forms of dance because I had always grown up in such a strict ballet like um kind of exactly like the ravishing Russian like in my I wore my hair in a bun every day like super restricted and I was like I want to learn like African dance I want to learn break dancing I want to learn hip-hop I want to learn this thing that you know you can is more soulful mm-hmm. so I went to these places that really challenged me let's just say like when it came to rhythmically or like just different forms of dance and so I danced there for a year and then it's a, it's such an art form dancing really when I did dance with the stars yeah. to try and yeah. learn it yeah. and I was amazed at just how how strict and how you know you talk about uh, use muscles you never knew you had like just just it was such a workout yes. and then when you get into like the lines of like for the ballroom dance the finger has to go down like your hand is up but the the, the middle finger has to kind of be down yeah. and all these little things you don't learn all about the lines and the mm-hmm. form it's really uh, amazing very impressive it takes years of perfection yeah yeah um because when you can dance yeah. good 
it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But 99% of the world cannot dance, no. you know? Pushing the car. Yeah, yeah, everyone tries to be funny dancing. Yeah. And that's what you gotta learn right away. You gotta get that out of your head and be serious about yes. how, how the art of it is. Yeah, and it just takes anything. If it's wrestling, or if it's ballet, or if it's acting, it, they say to be sure. a master at something, it takes 10,000 hours. Wow. So just to be great at anything, it's gonna take years of putting a lot of work and mm-hmm. hours of mm-hmm. your life into it. Right. Um, but I went to Florida State. Um, I wanted to, Florida State has one of the best dance programs in the United States. And I, my dad really wanted me, I was auditioning for a lot of different conservatories, but my dad wanted me to get the American experience. So um, I, when I was thinking about it, I was like, I want to grow not just as an artist and not just as a storyteller, but I want to grow. I feel like the more we can learn about life and um, have life experiences, yeah, we sure. become a better storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked Florida State and now I'm looking back, I'm like, that was one of the best decisions because I think it's the only quote parentheses normal experience I've ever had, you know, the college (laughs) book experience I went to, um, had, and really the most American thing I ever Mm. experienced because I grew up, I'd never had prom, I didn't grow up in America. Right, yeah, none of that stuff, huh? I'm really thankful I was able to tailgate and go to football games and take normal classes and so I learned a lot from there. Um, I so what led you into wrestling, though? Wrestling. Well, I moved to L.A. right after um, college, and I just would, same type of thing, like go from job to auditioning, auditioning, getting a job, then like not getting a job for six months, um, struggling, sleeping in my car at times because I was like, I can't afford my, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get an apartment, just like the, the struggle of, you know, pursuing your dream. Right. Um, but I was always like, I'm not going to go home. I'm not going to, I'm not going to return home until I can hold my head up high. And um, so at one point, I guess, oh, it was a couple of years, yeah, 2012, they did the big diva search um, worldwide. And I kept on, they kept on requesting me to come in and I was like, through like a modeling agency or yeah it was actually through my acting acting agent and i was just thinking the whole entire time there's gonna be no way i'm gonna get this job were you a wrestling fan um i was a wrestling okay and i just not that that's a prerequisite i was just curious yeah i um i honestly just felt like there's no way i was gonna get it um because i knew every girl i knew in la was being called in for this audition and I was like, there's no way. There's this no this means that they're they're doing it for three months. And so finally I came in and I kept on being called back and called back again. And um, then one time I was finally there was like the, one of the final callbacks. There was about 40 of us girls. And Eva literally standing in front of me is Lexi, and standing behind me is Jojo. And I'm like looking at Lexi's like little Who's Lexi? Alexa Bliss. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So she's standing in front of me with like her perfect little bikini body and <laughs> Jojo's going in there like singing like all these crazy things I'm like oh gosh there's no way I'm gonna I mean there's just no what am I gonna do yeah I'm not gonna and um so JJ was there um and she was she basically was like she knew I spoke Russian and she she's was, our talent yeah, one of our talent, talent coordinators yeah. PR mm-hmm. and um so she was like speak Russian when you go in. I was like, okay, cool. So I just started speaking Russian. Who was the, who were you speaking so to? So it was Triple H right in front of me, um, Kristen Prouty, um, Canyon, Bill DeMont, and so. <laughs> the whole gang. I literally just started. 
start speaking Russian. And then I go, I switch over to the speaking perfect English and I knew I got their attention. Uh, like the reaction and all their faces. I was like, okay. And then I was like, and I can break dance. And I'm in a little skirt and high heels and they're like, break dance for us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I start break dancing. And With no music? And high, no music. Just, there you go. And I'm pretty sure. You know, they don't give you the beat? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so that's what you have to do though is catch the attention right yes. yes. and you're very outgoing so obviously you probably once you realize that you caught their attention probably worked it and yeah did your so thing i'm i'm really thankful for that I, it's amazing how how it's changed like the the the, the nationwide diva search and now they would never do that it yeah. seems now they're looking for college athletes and all that sort of thing it just shows the the switch in the, the yeah. philosophy well actually with us they did so the after those like 40 girls they picked 12 of us and mm. then they put us they were specifically looking for athletic like models actresses dancers and then they put us through a month of before they signed us they put us through a month boot camp basically yeah. of us training yeah. every day makes sense it's like oh yeah you can look hot right. but like can are you athletic and, and I'm sure there was a lot of girls and guys too that yeah. show up thinking it's going to be easy oh, I'm going to make yeah, easy money I get in wrestling and I weigh 300 pounds yeah. solid muscle or I got a bikini butt and then you actually start taking some bumps and realize like holy oh shit oh my gosh I remember the first sucks. time the first bump I took Sarah, so Sarah was our coach um, Sarah Del Rey. Del Rey and Norman and I remember oh, Smiley bump I took I was like whoa that is painful I'm doing this for the rest of my life this ain't like Swan Lake baby oh, yeah. <laughs> it is not. how did you uh, end up in the WWE Rusev so um, I've been training for three years now or so with Knox Pro mm. with Rikishi and everybody yeah. Rikishi and I picked up as much information as I because you know they've been in the business for so long mm -hmm. and you have all the knowledge and uh they thought that I was ready in 2010 SummerSlam. They sent me for a tryout. And I went in early in the morning, Staples Center. I remember Jamie was there, Jamie Noble, Rigo, and uh, DJ uh, Tyson Kidd. Mm -hmm. And a whole bunch of us. They were looking for luchadors. But I guess I ended up in <laughs> Kind of the opposite of luchador. <laughs> <laughs> and we get in, we start working out, and I almost got in a fight. Well, I might try it. What happened? Do you so tell? I'm working this this guy because you know everything's on the fly. You get in and you do whatever. They just say like this guy and this guy get in there and do something, in, right? Do something. All right, fine. And it was a big dude. I'm like, okay, it'll be fun. Did you know him at all? No. Okay, never met him before. Guys, right? We get in and we start working out, and he hits me with the stiffest clothes like right in my mouth. Hmm. And I'm like, all right, I get it. You're excited. Maybe maybe it was one off. Second time hits me with exactly the same. I'm like, this yeah. is not right. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cover. As it covers me, as I kick out, I drive my form right in his face. <laughs> Bang! Because <laughs> I was like, I guess I, I, I get it. Everybody's excited. Everybody wants a job, but once is okay. Twice is, dude. Yeah. Watch it, yeah. And you know, once, it, but so everybody saw that. And, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, leave, leave. I'm like. Man, I shouldn't have done that. But it's not right. I'm mm -hmm. not going to let him get away with it. And I look like a... No, absolutely. I did the same thing with Shane McMahon at Survivor Series this year. Yeah. He gave me one good one. He gave me another good one. I drop kicked him right in the face. And I said, calm down, brother. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, sorry. Take it easy. 
Come on. Sometimes you, just you have to. You, you know, you have to. Because then what's going to happen? He's going to do it a third time, fourth time, drop you on your head. That's not yeah, right. Exactly. Right. But just a bad position for you to be in during your tryout, yeah. right? But I had to do what I had to do. I feel like I was right. And I think everybody outside, like TJ and them, they saw mm. that I was not in the room. Mm-hmm. And then I later on, I started working with a couple other guys. Everything went smooth. And Jamie, Jamie and I was like, all right, lock up, kid. So I lock up with him. He asked me how old I am and my own, you know, uh, what's happening with me. He kind of liked me, I guess. And then John, John, the other night was shook. You know, because they don't tell you, okay, we like you, we like you. Mm-hmm. It's like an audition. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Like, you just leave and you keep watching the show. And then John, the other night, came like, do you have any problems, you know, moving forward? And I'm like... No. no way. Because <laughs> we have a pizza. We need, we need pizza boys there. <laughs> We're like, here, we'll sign you. That quickly? That quickly. Wow. That's great. But then I couldn't go because of my, you know, my visa has expired. Ooh. So yeah. then would you have to go back to Bulgaria or would you have to? But then WWE helped me get it. Okay. But it what took a, me, it took me about a year. But what a horrible, like you finally, here you go, you can't have it. I know, so bad. <laughs> Did you feel too that like, you know, I know in typical wrestling or, or even in show business like that, once I had my chance, they're never going to call me back. There's no way, there's no way some other Bulgarian's going to come in there and I'll be done forever. I was, it was like the worst, like, because you've worked so hard. Yeah. And I always like, even training, I was like, WWE is just for these like superstars, mm-hmm. it's like, like semi god. <laughs> it's like me. I'm just me. I work out hard and do everything what I have to, but I never thought I'm gonna make it as much as I loved it. And then when it came to opportunity, and I couldn't, was like, man, like, this is it. Like, yeah, I'm never gonna get a call again. Yeah, I remember I tried to get into ECW for a year. I called Paul Paul Heyman every week never would answer or he would answer and say it was somebody else other than him or would go to the answer machine and call and call and call and call and finally one Saturday afternoon I was living in Calgary I get a call from uh, from Chris Benoit he goes hey I'm in Philadelphia Paulie wants you to work a match tonight against Ultimo Dragon I'm like when tonight tonight I'm in Calgary how am I gonna get to Philly it's like 10 in the morning and this is the before the days of hot wire or some calling that there's no way I could get in on time I would get in at 9 or 10 and I remember just like that's it I had my chance I'll never get called again ever and then like a month later I got called but that's how you feel like like as if it's my fault that he called me at 10 a.m. to get to Philly which you know I live on the other side of the damn world my basically so so when you finally go to go to FCW and you're when did you guys finally like meet each other way later okay so you'd already you started before she did yes okay gotcha I started FCW started off really nice everything like I feel like people like me but then I tore my knee Oh, my wow. ACL, my meniscus. That's another big injury. I'm not a big injury. And now you. Wow, six months? Six months. Eesh. Once again, you're thinking, oh, I'm done. Because like, I was a little bit in a row. Like, I had a good thing with Shaw Guerrero, Eddie's uh, daughter. She was my manager at the time. Oh, okay. She was introducing me and all that. Dream put us together. Because she was still brand new. She didn't know much. And. Uh, what was your name at that point? I was Alexander Russo. Alexander Russo, gotcha. my name as soon as I got there. Gotcha. Um, so I did that. I tore my knee, and I was like, man, this is, this is it. Like, I've been here for a few months. I tore my knee. That's not a good thing. There's like 70 guys down there in that yeah. warehouse with the three rings, old FCW. Yeah. Old FCW. You got to lose your spot right away. Yeah. I worked, out, I worked hard, came back six months later. A couple months later, I broke my neck. What? 
<laughs> Jeez, man. You had some bad luck. I know. It was the worst. They must be thinking, back. what's with this guy? How did you break your neck? I had no idea. Wow. Like, I thought, oh, man, my shoulder hurts. And I went to the doctor. And it was like, okay, let's do some MRIs. But we're... I went to the MRI and I said, oh, let's just do the neck too. I'm like, the neck? That makes no sense, but whatever. I came out and I was like, doctor, yeah, your shoulder is bad, but your neck is broken. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> what do you mean with it? <laughs> yeah, you're like, you need to have the surgery, no fuse, all that stuff. And I went with Dr. Maroon in Pittsburgh. I met him there. And I said, I remember this is very like vivid. I sat on the bed before my surgery. He goes, are you sure you want to have this surgery? My doctor. <laughs> Why is he asking you this? Why do you ask me this? <laughs> I don't know. I just have to ask. He's like, all right, let me have your hand. Squeeze it. So I squeeze it. I guess I have no power in my left Ooh. one because it was like blocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in me, in my real life, I don't feel any of that. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're out for another six months? Uh, four months. Jeez, man. Another four months. He's wow. waiting for me. Yeah, wait, it's, see, it's, it's, all, it's all fate. Now, you, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, Dusty Rhodes, the dream. Uh, did he have a lot of influence on you, a lot of advice? He's given me so many good and bad ideas that you have no Is it good idea. and bad? Like, what, are, what are some of the bad ideas he gave you? Uh, he tried to make me a genie. <laughs> okay, hold on. Now we have a tradition where you have to imitate Dusty Rhodes. If you if you have, can you give me a, a quick a quick Dusty Rhodes telling you you have to be a genie? Baby, I see you with that new gear. You look like a genie. I want you to work with that Russian chick Anya, and she's gonna baby rub the lamb, and you're gonna appear. <laughs> I want you to be a genie. That's uh, great. I was trying, so it was new. Uh, I, I remember I came <laughs> home to Bulgaria the first time in a long time. And I was like, man, I'm just going to go out there. Because I, I used to wear a singlet. Mm -hmm. I had all this. I'm like, I'm just going to go out the completely different direction. Mm -hmm. I started doing my hands up for my favorite movie, Danpo, like the bad guy. From what movie? Kickboxer. Uh, Kickboxer. Oh, Kickboxer, gotcha. I took pretty much his whole stuff and I applied it on me. Mm -hmm. And I came back and I just put this... Fancy, not fancy gears, like shorts with a little thing. And, and Dream thought that I looked like a genie. So he made me do genie promos for the next three weeks. What's a genie promo? Well, he had the lamp and this kickboxing chick that we had back in FCW, she rubbed the lamp and I appeared. The lamp. The lamp. And then you're like, I'm going to give you three wishes tonight at the FCW arena. One, two, three. And Bill watches. He's like, Bill DeMar. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just following directions. <laughs> He's like, you got to be respectful. You got to go to Dream and say, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I a good genie. I did Arnold. He told me to do, baby, well, I'm not. <laughs> you, did, you, you did the good Dusty. So. <laughs> so he wanted me to do an Arnold because I'm a foreigner. I just came. Like a, like a Schwarzenegger? Yeah. So I came like at the airport with a tight jacket and a suitcase, speak no English, and just act confused. <laughs> and then we're gonna build from there to when I'm a superstar and I speak English and I'm good and all that. You just act confused. Oh, yes. that's great. What did they bring you in as, Lana? Um, well, I came, when I, I started the first day in NXT when they opened. At the so, Performance Center. Performance gotcha. Center, yes. And um, they signed, out of the 12 girls out of my tryout, they signed five of us to bring the development program and Eva Marie and JoJo were one of us. We all started the same day. And um, 
my third day was my first promo class and I mean, I guess Dusty loved me, but <laughs> I mean, how can you not? Um, <laughs> you're, a sh- you're a schmoozer though. You know how to work the system. Um, I, I, maybe, um, <laughs> but also I think that he just like, he, I would just crack him up because I had always had so many ideas. Like mm-hmm. from the very first day at promo class, I, a lot of the girls kind of made, nah, I wouldn't say make fun of us new girls, but like we were, we were not. It's kind of the nature of the business. Yeah, yeah. totally. Well, a little bit hazed. And uh, so we, <laughs> me and the new girls who hadn't wrestled before, they would tell us to ice us. So um, we, I would put ice packs on myself. And I remember even like uh, Miro, like this laughing at me. Remember walking? I walked to the gym and I had like a little ice thing. She had it here. I did not. I did not have it on my head. Like on my knees. So they're ribbing you, telling you to put ice on, which is almost a subtle like, what's wrong with these kids? Working for two days and they're icing everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, I called us Snigurichka, which means uh, Snow White. Yeah, he named me Snow White in Russian. What is it? Snigurichka. That's what you said? Yeah, it's like the ice lady. <laughs> it's like, she's all ice. I'm like, what is, what is happening here? <laughs> so I decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to, on this promo, I'm going to make fun of myself. And so I came in for my first promo and I had to put out like 15 ice bags all over my body and starting with on my head. And I basically, like was mocking everything that everybody was saying that I was weak that I was not durable and then I started I throwing them off and then like just watch I'm gonna come up on top at the end right. and Dusty loved it <laughs> he stood up he loved it and he came you know I would go and talk to him all the time he's like no matter what people think like continue to pitch all your ideas continue you know you have he put a seat in his office for me and he was like this is a seat for you have to do it in his voice though oh gosh I can't even um, um, baby, I want you to, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> you might've had the, the worst dusty so far has been uh, Wade Barrett. Oh. You might've just beat him. <laughs> well, he's got that English. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something, baby. <laughs> so anyways, he put a seat in the office for you. Yeah. He had a seat there. Cause I would literally come to him every single day with like either, uh, a board of ideas for storylines or a notebook every single day I would have a day I'm like okay what about this storyline what about this character development so he never he didn't really have to give me ideas it was more like tweaking the ideas or trying this you know the mold um, but he he made me his first PA for different um, wow. I, like, I want to produce and he's like okay um, and made me like his first PA for different vignettes no kidding shoot, uh, see but that's important you're learning all aspects of the yes. business you know yes. what I mean you, the more you learn the more valuable you are to the company Mm-hmm. And when Dusty is like, that's what I think we, we miss now mm-hmm. when I go down to the performance center and I train, um, is that creative mind. Like he, I learned so much from him and mm. just of, of, of quite, just slightly like tweaking. I remember, um, after the, my first promo class, he wanted me to work with Rusinoff and that's what he, he, that's what he called you. Rusinoff. He messed up the name. He's got all the wrong names. <laughs> Rusinov. Enzo was Enzo. <laughs> Kip Stern was uh, was your best friend, Kevin Owens. Oh, Kip Stern? Yeah. Uh, what else did he he was trying to say Kevin Owens, but he said Kip Stern. I, very, I heard the story through somebody. It's like, <laughs> they were cutting promos. Like, Kip Stern, go on there. They, they cut a promo. And everybody's like, Kip Stern. 
He's no Kevin Steen. I guess it's Kip Stern. For some reason. <laughs> it's like Pat one time he gave the finish. He goes, JYD gives this. No, uh, uh, DVD gives the Sprog Flash to JYD. Translation: RVD does the Frog Splash to Y2J. <laughs> <laughs> so he wanted you to do something with Rus- Rus- Rusinov. Yeah, Rusinov, and because um, I spoke Russian, and so he w- he would just give like a little bit of different ideas. He was like, okay, well, what about if um, you know, you act like, well, I can't even remember all the different, or like, he, he created so much of what our character was hmm. with me and Rusev. Um, he was like, go watch Game of Thrones, your Khaleesi and the mm. dragons calming the storm. Interesting. You can't do his voice, Yeah, yeah but that's interesting But, thought. like, so many different things of him being like, you know, you're the person that controls this monster. Mm. And, um... You're the dragon. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> He's the dragon. <laughs> and um, then he would, once we got that down, he would give, like, a couple other... He would be like, okay, well, we'll try something a little bit light. And so we would start doing a little bit more lighthearted stuff. And I, I'll never forget, like, these are perfect examples of, like, tweaks of... Um, you know, it would be like me being like, Rusev, don't play video games. Don't play video games. And then he would go off and then I would just like go off too. And he would be like, no, at the end of that promo, you need to start playing the video game. He goes off and then he leaves and then you look around and you start playing the video game. And it's like those small little things start to develop human nature and really storytelling because like it starts becoming more of a complex character Mm -hmm. and we as people are complex characters so i think that's one of the biggest things i learned from him is how can i create a complex human because that's reflects we're storytellers and that's reflecting it's a great point of how we are in everyday life we're not one dimensional Mm -hmm. multi-dimensional very intelligent you know that's a very smart thing yeah i think that's one thing you know with dream when when he passed away it's like wow have they replaced you can't replace a guy like that you know i mean there's a few guys that might have but he was so like you said there's nothing wrong with having a lot of ideas some yeah. of them work some of them don't yeah. but but it's the confidence to give them all mm-hmm. like baby you're gonna be a genie baby yeah. what yeah. okay it doesn't work but the, he conned you into yeah. trying it yes. and that's half the battle because yeah. sometimes you con somebody into trying something and lo and behold it works huge but I think sometimes having the confidence to do that mm-hmm. is a rare thing that Dusty had that not a lot of guys do have you know and putting you guys together once again like you mentioned uh, he got hurt all these times he was waiting for you like it's a perfect match because these characters that you're playing are extensions of your real character yes. and, and did Dusty put you guys together at first yeah he put us I mean literally my first promo class afterwards I went up to him and he was like going either work with Rusinoff and then we just we <laughs> we played around <laughs> with several things for like a month or two so many, um, so many different things and as far um, as what the relationship would be or what the characters would be we, or we went to this comedy room yeah we did a lot more comedy I, I think when I started in NXT I just I, I come in LA had did a lot of um, stuff with Growlings mm-hmm. oh I did Growlings too and comedy yeah. and so like I all the characters I did and Dusty would always be cracking up because he's like you're putting on a whole sitcom like it wasn't a minute promo I was doing I was having like seven people in it and a full on like seven minutes yeah and I think I always was more I was so I'm a, such a light hearted happy person I couldn't find myself being basically the bitch Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the intense person, and so all our stuff that in you know, 
inclusive. Miro is really, really funny. Very funny. And so everything Very funny. that we were doing was more comedy driven. But see, it's just but that's why this this, this duo of you guys it it works and why there's so much longevity to it because it's not one dimensional Russian Rocky Five, Rocky Four, whatever it was. For example, last week when you came out, or two weeks, or last month, whenever this airs, with Sean, and you came out, I, Lana, my wife should be in this movie, and it's like, well, you don't understand, the movie's already made. No, she needs to be in this movie, and it's funny, and that's, your character has a lot of dimensions between the two of you, and when it comes time to kick somebody's ass, that's there as well. We know that, we see that, but it's the other side of the coin that gives you longevity yeah. as an act, yeah. and as a performer. That's true. You know, you have that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I always appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, no, but even like you said, like the handsome room is hilarious so you know, it's it's it it's a, it, of course but yeah it, it, but that but that's but that's the secret and it's something that you guys have yeah. this natural chemistry that you're able to try a bunch of different things that maybe people because you see it quite often when they put a girl and a guy together and it does not work mm. that's why it works with you guys or works with Miz and Maurice like it's actual real chemistry yeah. that's good for you guys True. Did you? What did you think when you first got put with, with Lana? Did you, did you did you see her across a crowded room from the start, or was it kind of like well, I don't want to go with a girl? Or so I met her the first day, and then next day when it opened, uh, you know, open doors of PC, and I met her. She doesn't remember me because <laughs> the next day I went to Tan, and I see this girl, and me and my friend are tanning, and we saw her, and she was talking around. What did you say? Did you say well, something? Well, I, I, they were big guys, and so I'm oh, like, yeah. what She's are like, you? are you guys wrestlers? I'm like, whoa, why you got a stereotype? Whoa, whoa. And we thought that she was a stripper. <laughs> well, she's a dancer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a form of a dancer, right? Strippers are dancers. Um, so that's how we started talking, and she's like, oh, no, I'm in you know, WWE. I'm like, oh, we're there, too, and we met, remember? Well, I, I started messing with them because they're like, I was like, what are you guys, are wrestlers? And they got all Oh, what do you do? And I'm like, obviously, you know, um, I was like, oh, I'm an entertainer. <laughs> and then they're like, oh. But you were already working in WWE. You guys were both already there, but you yeah. hadn't seen each other yet. No, we did. Oh, the but you before. Oh, but she didn't remember. She doesn't remember. <laughs> and I'm watching. I'm like, we met her yesterday. She works in the same place. As yeah, yeah, yeah. But she had no idea who we were. Right. And uh, but I think like just because I'm from Bulgaria, she's Latvian, so we kind of grew up in the same way. That's why we clicked right away. Mm -hmm. She became my best friend right away. And we were talking and texting all the time and all that. And uh, eventually, little by little, you know, once we start working together, together, um, you know, and you spend more time with somebody. Mm. I would make him um, come over all the time because I was like, we have to work on our promos. <laughs> like, can we just, you know? No. I'm like, no, come over. It's like, oh, were you hassling it for Rusev, you dummy? She's inviting you to come over to work on promos, right? Let's do homework. Right? But we did. She yeah. meant it. I'll go home. I'm like, yeah. When, when, when did you finally, uh, did you ever ask her on a date at some point? Or like, oh, we got to go to dinner and work on promos. What did we do? I think we kissed, we kissed at some point. Oh, okay. And then, the, oh, the American thing happened. So we kissed, and we're hanging out, you know, we were like boyfriend and girlfriend in my book. But then one day, she goes and says, what did you say? Are we? Are we together? I'm like, what do you think we've been doing for the past four months? <laughs> we never officially asked. What is that even supposed to mean? I never understood that. In I don't my know. country, when you kiss somebody for four months, every day straight, you're damn sure you're a boyfriend and girlfriend. 
I mean, what else do you need? <laughs> but that's a girl thing, though. She wants to know for sure, right? Yeah, I was like, I didn't assume. In America, you can't assume anything. And it's like, well, what's wrong with you? What type of man would I be? Like, oh, wow. I'll kiss you and I'll go kiss somebody else. Oh. <laughs> Come on. He's an honest man here, right? He is an honest man. When you guys first came into WWE, how was that? Were you called up? Was it fairly quickly after they put you together as an act? Yeah, yeah so uh, before I joined her, I was uh, I was a little bit in the row. I finally found my groove in the ring. I got my new gear going. I started cutting some sheet promos back in the day, and everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. And then when she came and, you know, um, Dream put us together, I think it was... Well, it was like, How we, we did the comedy stuff for a little bit, and then I remember Hunter saw it, and he pulled me aside, and he was like, I want you to try something serious. I want you to try something serious. I want you to try some different hairstyles, some different outfits. I want you to try an accent. So she showed up like George Washington the first time. What? Yeah, it's a real funny picture they have in the um, performance center. Basically, it's like, I put over oh, my hair like this. I look like George Washington. They put a picture of George Washington and me. Because I had like a button-up blouse that had a little handkerchief. Like the little kind of side bun curl things yes. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you um, riding horses? Are you good, right? What's happening? I was trying different But just trying different things, exactly. right? And more serious. Exactly. Mm. And um, But then he, sh- um, I was in Pitch Perfect, and I showed a picture of me being one of the Bart and Bellas where my hair was pinned oh, up, okay. and we were buttoned up in little suits and like tight skirts, and he was like, "That's the look. That's mm. it." And we just started doing it, and I it was I was super serious. And literally, after doing a couple of weeks of serious promos, I was put on NXT TV with him as his manager. Mm. And then that was September, and then in January, it was actually yesterday, I was writing in my journal, and I was just writing how thankful I am because I remember it was that Royal Rumble 2014 we came up here and they Vince loved um, Rusev like was like yeah I want the monster and we had been a gimmick together in NXT and everyone loved us together as a gimmick and I remember Hunter pulling me aside and he's like Vince is still deciding does he want Rusev by himself or does he want him with you and he's like so I just want to be honest with you up front we don't know and um, we're all f- fighting for it like we think you guys are special as a unit and I remember my heart just dropping mm. and being like oh my god Oh, yeah. For both of you guys, right? And, yeah. um, but I'm like, I'm just going to have a good attitude. Everything works out. If this is supposed to happen, I'm, I'm, it's going to happen. And so the next week, we film vignettes, photos, everything. Everything him by himself. And then everything us together. And then that Thursday, Hunter showed up and he pulls out the... He goes, this is what Vince um, chose. And you see Rusa standing there by himself. And then all of a sudden, you see my hand on his chest. Oh. And I, I'm here and... <laughs> I'm like, yes, we <laughs> But also, we still didn't know because I had I did a, a live event by myself. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then the rumble was on Sunday. Yeah. And she was not even booked to be there. Yeah. So it was just me. I'm like, oh, man, does that mean it's just me or what's happening? And then they flew you in the yeah, last Yeah, they literally minute. called me. They pulled wow. me out of practice and said they need you. They don't know for sure, if, but they need you to be there. Like that day or the day yeah, before? Literally or? the day before. Mm. So it was like Saturday I had to fly out and was like they pulled me out of Friday practice. This and was like, go get ready. You're going to be flying out early. Because well, we know that can happen. We saw it with uh, 
with Big Cass and uh, Enzo and Carmella. So they, they yeah. there are yeah. times when that doesn't they don't 100%. make the transition. So you debuted at Royal Rumble. I debuted at Royal Rumble. Wow, because I remember that um, that WrestleMania. You came in hot. You went into a program right with Cena. I think pretty close, right? That's the following. That's was the, the following, following year. Oh, that was fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So yeah. I did fourteen Rumble. Then we were off. We just did vignettes uh, on TV until Mania. Mm-hmm. For, so we debuted the day after Mania. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Then we went undefeated, beat all kinds of people, and then we did Cena at Mania. Then. How was that for you? You know, once again talking about you know when you were in third grade in Bulgaria, you want to you're watching these you know black uh, underground tapes, and now finally you're in the WWE. That must have been uh, quite a feeling for you. Yeah. It was. It was, it was surreal. You know? Yeah. Just, like the Rumble, because you know Rumble is a big deal with debut on it, and it's like, whoa, like really? Because I had no idea. I showed up for it. I thought I'm just going to be. And I had Mark Carano, talent relations, he's like, ah, oh, we don't know if you're going to be in it or not. So I'm like, okay, I saw just sit back. And then they said, yeah, I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I feel like this is the first year that NXT guy, or maybe not, second time that NXT guy debuted there. Mm-hmm. So I was really, really excited. Because even though nobody knows you, you just show up, like people are like, oh, who's that guy? Because even on NXT TV, we were not that much on it. Because I feel like they protected us more. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So, so do you have still have friends back in, in Bulgaria or your, or your family? Like, were they yeah. excited I'm, for you? I'm here all by myself. Uh, everybody's back home. Friends, family. But they must have been happy for you. Do they, can they see the Royal Rumble in Bulgaria? I'm sure, right? Yeah, it's not, yeah, the, yeah. It's not the Ice yeah. Ages. And we have now, it's a pretty big uh, wrestling fans <laughs> yeah. back home. Do you have TV in Bulgaria? <laughs> do you have running water there? The coolest thing that I think I've done <laughs> is like shooting those... For the cable TV, watch Raw, you know, on this book, and we, I had to do it in Bulgaria like a couple of weeks ago for them to promote it on TV, mm-hmm. and it felt so good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because I go out there and I go, oh, he's the true American hero, but it's like he is the um, um, a form of American hero because he, the American dream, the American dream, and he, you know, he came from nowhere, and he, I think he's such a representative of like all the underprivileged kids and kids that come from like poor towns or poor cities and I mean Bulgaria is a, the amount of people that live in Bulgaria is smaller than the amount of people in New York City mm-hmm. and it's like such an example of like what this is the land of the, the the free and land of opportunity of like if you come here and you pursue passionately your dreams and you don't give up and you're resilient like you can create a better life for yourself sure I mean Gene Simmons says that he's the embodiment of the American dream because yeah. he moved to New York City from Israel at four years old mm-hmm. couldn't speak English and now created this whole empire yeah. you know it, it is really the truth like mm-hmm. you are the poster boy for what America stands for yeah. in a lot of ways you know true. but I still get booed <laughs> well it's okay because you're supposed to you're supposed to this handsome Rusev thing though you keep this up man let's talk about about. Uh, we, we, I joke about it sometimes but one of my favorite things th- that I've seen of yours is when you did have the Wrestlemania against Cena which is huge and working with Cena at Wrestlemania is like working with Undertaker or somebody you know it's going to have a spotlight and you have this amazing ring entrance <laughs> which I believe was it in Detroit or where was Wrestlemania that year oh, 50, San Jose, San Jose yeah. with like tell me about that like, how did that all come to be and what did you think about the tanks and everything so we've been joking about this for a long time <laughs> yeah because you know oh Cena and Mania we're going to have like army and all that <laughs> and then the day of came, like before they go to the stadium, and there's this tank. I'm like, 
what is this? What? Yeah, this is part of your entrance. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I couldn't even, like, my mind couldn't be. They said, yeah, we're going to have these guns and we're going to have these people with the flag, you know, with the uniforms. And I was just like, whoa, this is not happening. This is like, surreal. like this is like, you know, you can you can only imagine these things, but actually when it comes yeah. to life, mm -hmm. it's like you get like, sure. It's like, whoa. Because they had like kind of a platoon of soldiers kind of marching yeah. and you in the back in the tank, right? I was on the side of the tank. She walked in front of the soldiers with the title, with the flag. That's so cool. On stage with the guns, they're shooting. <laughs> It was amazing, just amazing. The spectacle of WrestleMania come to life, right? I feel like that got to be one of the best entries of all time. I, I remember it, like I said. I think so. It's yeah, one of them. Yeah. You know, just the concept of we've always had, you know, Steve used to drive the Zamboni or yeah. Del Rio had the car, but a freaking tank. I mean, that's, that's pretty badass, you know? It's a tank. It was, it was great. It was, it, yeah. Did you ever have any problems? Because when you first came in, you were a Russian, right? I was Bulgarian. Okay, Bulgarian. Okay, so they never actually said that you were Russian. No, no, no. I was the Russian Russian. He was Bulgarian. And then um, Vince wanted him to start residing in Russia. And so that for that year... I came off the I'll fly to Russia, live there, and come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That didn't, the Bulgarian didn't have... Were they angry at you for residing in Russia? No, they were okay. fine. But you know what? Russia does that. You know, America does that. They get different athletes from different parts of the world. They make them American and then... Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much what. Sure, we sure, sure, sure. But sometimes our people, like our audience, don't don't get that. Oh, you're Russian or you're Bulgarian? Like, no, mm. it's in the story. Just listen and yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still Bulgarian. I just fight for Russia for Vladimir Putin. <laughs> but basically, though, I, I, we we talked about this earlier. But at this point in time, I mean, you, you're a humble guy, but you're probably the most well-known bulgarian in the world uh yeah probably I must right be one of them. yeah i i think i did uh, i have a lot of successful my career has been successful in the united states of america not many people have see that's i used to say that to kali all the time like you're probably the most famous guy from india in the world because if you make it in the states and in this company you're all over the place you're on tv in thailand and in you know luxembourg and wherever the hell Still it is a lot of people frown upon a little bit i had so much backlash because oh, from what before the next day used to come over the bulgarian anthem mm -hmm. uh and people were like oh why are you embarrassing the anthem how am i how's that embarrassing the anthem country like, right oh this is uh blah 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 and and then i changed the anthem to something else like why did you change the anthem like you can't make anybody happy and it's really annoying because i have a freaking tattoo of bulgaria on my shoulder you know i'm proud of it and yeah, that's I, just people who complain about yeah. everything though right it's, it's just so annoying people hate all the time it's like why can't you be happy for your country mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sure sure we have we have a really big tennis player right now Grigor Dimitrov. He was, uh, he just played the Australian Open. Mm. He lost in the semi-final to, uh, to Nadal. Mm. So he's really famous. Okay. Right, but right. nobody goes like, oh, this, why did you lose? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, don't gang up on me. Like, I'm representing <laughs> us. I'm doing a good thing. People complain about everything. But Lana, you mentioned that you were talking about training at the PC. You still are training. You, you, yes. Do you want to eventually wrestle? Yes. Would you like to do that? Yes, I love wrestling. Because um, you have wrestled on, on live events. I've seen a lot of like, yes. tag team matches and that sort of and thing. Six, six. Yeah. Well, my debut was at WrestleMania. Oh, that's right. Last year, right? Yes. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. That was, that was my first live match ever. Your first live match <laughs> in WrestleMania. Yeah. Wow. Like record bring 101,000 people. I was so 
so nervous. I remember my heart pounding so much. Um, but it was great because then, you know, they now allow me to work live events. They just wanted that first match to be on TV. Um, so I was working live events for a while and tag matches, but now I'm going to NXT in the Performance Center and I work singles down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, I love it. It's so much fun. How was that for you as a performer, Rusev? We asked how it was for Lana to see you wrestle. How was it for you to watch her wrestling? Oh, I'm so nervous. Yeah, you're nervous too, right? I'm never nervous for my matches. Yeah. Only probably against Cena and Mania because it's my first big event. Yeah. I was nervous. But usually I'm, I'm okay. I'm very confident in my skills and my abilities, so I, right. don't, I don't really get nervous. But watching her, because you have no control. Like, if you're there, I can control. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. I can control it, so it's like... <laughs> oh, what's the book? What's the book? What? <laughs> but everything went great. She did amazing, and it's. I'm, I was very, very proud of her. Mm. Well, he, you know, he's like the the. You know, at first they didn't want me that would get nervous me wrestling because they didn't want me to get hurt, of course. But then also he's he's very Bulgarian, and whenever he, he'll help me train or whatever, he'll be like, "That was terrible. It was so bad. <laughs> That's what's awful." I can be the American and be like, oh, there's a medal for last play. <laughs> or you can actually work for the first play. Participation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She broke her wrist in practice, mm. getting ready for the SummerSlam match, right? Yeah. Or whatever the match was. Match, yeah. So it's, it's hard because, again, you have no control and she's in all that pain. And it's like, I felt so bad because mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of a my fault, but it's not. But it's... That's the thing. We're both in a physical job where, yeah. you know, now I, I, how do you, how do you guys work together? For example, if uh, you're going to be doing a promo, like let's say the Shawn Michaels one or handsome Rusev, are you guys writing some of this stuff or are they giving you some ideas? And cause obviously you have the chemistry and kind of know what each one of you wants to do. They always give us like an idea and then we go from there. Like she likes fixing everything. I like to rewrite a lot of the things <laughs> um, as much as they allow us to rewrite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just think we know our, our character, I mean, we, we've created these characters ultimately, so it's like, okay, this is the idea of what you guys want us to do. Great, like, let's make it our own. And, you know, it always, every week we end up trending. Well, I should be like, Rusev ends up trending, but it's like something that we've oh, we written in there. Like, I remember when we did the whole family promo of being like, that was great Mama too. Rusev, and, you know, doing everything, uh, putting these lines in that end up trending he came up with handsome rusev i guess that one but a lot of these things a lot of times i like i go with that i go in a promo by thinking of saying something and say completely something else Uh and it comes out better yeah (laughs) when you did the family promo with the pictures of your family that was your actual family yes that's great i had to you know tell my mom she sent me the pictures and we put them up there I remember I was with Vince talking about something else and they brought in, the, like, it was one of these things we were having a real serious discussion and they brought in the pictures of, of, of the family <laughs> and looking at that and, and I remember we were looking at it and uh, I was like, that lady doesn't look like Bulgarian enough, like she needs to be bigger and he's like, no, that's his real mom. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like fake pictures, like you want to get a big lady with a big babushka on or something. It's like, no, that's his real mom. I'm like, oh, great, that's perfect. L- lovely woman. <laughs> something like my Russian lawyer. Like- <laughs> yeah. 
years ago. <laughs> it, it, you know, this is WWE, so if it's Russian, it has to be super Russian, right? Super Japanese, super Mexican, whatever it is, super Canadian. That's great. Well, as, as we wind down, you, you guys, it's fun because you came in huge. You talk about working with Cena. Then you go down. You break up for a bit. You're with Dolph. You do the League of Nations. Now you're back together again. Are you guys excited and happy with what you've been doing and uh, looking forward to, to, to where it takes you? Uh, I mean, I'm very ecstatic. I think everything, you know, you have to, life comes in waves and it's not just WWE, but like you have to appreciate all the forms of the, the low ties and the high ties. Which we've talked about in the past, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's so important. Like that's a part of the journey. It's not about, I know that we say it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, mm-hmm. but like the more that as human beings we can really appreciate the journey, then we're going to be so much happier mm-hmm. in life. And But we just, a couple of days ago, we were watching the we were watching the tank and we were watching that uh, WrestleMania match and they said something on the lines of like Lana, like we had gotten a storyline. We had, I went to go do the movie and we had gotten a fight and I begged for him to like forgive me so I could stand in his corner. And I was like, wow, we are so lucky and to have at least that thread. Like the one thing that we've had the last, since we debuted the three and a half years is that we have the thread of each other. It's mm-hmm. either, if either we're together or we're fighting or arguing or one person's doing one thing or forgiving each other or married or mm-hmm. going through cakes. It's like, that's the common thread and so I think that's great storytelling mm-hmm. and that's if you watch uh, soap opera or Game of Thrones or you know Walking Dead it's like the, 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 the things that you connect with are like a threaded story sure. and so I'm really really thankful that we have that to well, yeah, and that's why it works. Like you said, like you guys really have found your characters, and there's such an upside. And there is sometimes you work in the main event, sometimes you work in the opening match, and everywhere in between. But as long as you have that, that chemistry and know your characters, that's the most important thing. Yeah. We still have fun all the time. Yeah. yeah, we'll have fun for the next ten years or what? Well, not. I don't care. Like I can do it all. Are you guys good travelers together? Well, she's on her phone. I'm driving. <laughs> but can you get up? Like you're both morning people. Does one not want to get? She's not. I always have to drag her out. <laughs> um, I love sleep. Always. Oh, and I have to tell her to go to sleep because she's always on her phone. I'm not so a, I have I'm to say, night okay, person. the day is over. Take off the phone. And she's gotta go. She's like a baby. <laughs> she's your baby. She's my baby. Well, He's bossy. He will be like, the day is over. Turn off lights now. Because <laughs> well, yeah. then she won't be able to wake up and it's my fault. I'm going to sleep. Well, freaking put the phone down. Go to sleep. <laughs> what, what, what does machka mean? Machka means crush. Crush. That's great. That's Bulgarian. It's very Bulgarian. Love it. Love it. Last question. For, it's a two-part one for you. What's your favorite match you've ever had? That I ever had? Yeah, if you had to pick one. Oh, I don't know. Is the one that stands out in your head? Like for as a moment for you? I really like the match. Me and Cena, I think it was an I quit match. Mm. I really like that one. We fought all over the place for maybe like 35 minutes or whatnot. But you had so many great matches. Mm-mm. You know, with Roman, we had great all oh, the oh. cell match. I love That was a great match. Was with the stairs, he speared you up the stairs. Yeah, that yeah. was my first cell match, and I really, really liked that one. You guys had great chemistry. It was really good, yeah. yeah those two are probably the ones that stand out. And Lana, what's your favorite uh, like promo that you've been involved in or your favorite segment, if one of them stands out? Is there a few? Ooh, 
gosh, I don't know. There's, I've had so many fun ones, but I really think I like feuding with Rusev. Mm. That was fun. I think that um, our promos, our promos are always great. I think we have always <laughs> amazing promos, but uh, I think when we feud it, it's just so fun. We would be cracking up, like tweeting each other and like laughing and just out there. I feel, I feel like we're both good at really good at promos and so when you're able it's like having a match with someone that's mm -hmm. great two people get in the ring when they're great and i think that's when we have we're able to do go at it in each other it's just like i watch those promos back and it's like the place was just erupting, <laughs> yeah. erupting. So I, would, I think um maybe specific one of my favorite ones was when um he was supposed to apologize to me and it was right after i think it was the right after i had kissed dolph and it was the next week i think and and he was out there begging for me to come out, begging, please, oh, woman, come out here, please. And he goes, I can't, I, I can't apologize. This is not what I do for my country. And um, but before he does that, like he hugs us, hugs me, and you think he's gonna say I love you. And then he goes, I just need you to say two words. I was wrong. Or three <laughs> Those three little words. Three little words. Three little words. That's what What's I your favorite? <laughs> Probably, uh, like you said, so many. I could probably list 100, but the one that always comes to mind is uh, Michaels versus Jericho ladder match for the world title uh, in Portland. I think it was called No Way Out or something like that. And the reason why is because it was the culmination of this seven-month feud that was just supposed to be a one-night thing that ended up going seven months for the world title. And just to show how the story progressed and how, how you tell this wicked story that really took over. And then the match was amazing too, but so it was the combination of the match and the story that led up to it. That's, I think, why that, that one will always be my favorite that comes to mind first off. So It's great. Your first podcast. You guys uh, did great. How do you say thank you in Bulgarian? Bogodaria. Bogodaria. Blagodaria. Blagodaria. Yeah, there right. you go. Machka. Machka. <laughs> Thanks again to Rusev and Lana for doing the debut podcast right here in Talk is Jericho. They were tremendous. Great stories. Uh, Rusev, handsome Rusev, is an awesome storyteller, and they're uh, good people as well. So thanks to them for joining us, and thanks to you for supporting all the great Talk is Jericho sponsors, including the OG sponsor, Amazon. Easiest way to support this show. You can find them Amazon links at podcastone.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. Remember, i got Amazon links for USA, UK, Canada, A. Every time you use them links, Amazon can back a small percentage of the show to help us cover production costs no hidden fees or extra charges buy anything you want post a picture of it on the twitter at talk is jericho i will retweet you and i'll follow you okay click on the killer deals button in the top right corner of the page then hit the talk is jericho button join us on Amazon and join us on the Jericho Network, uh, which is a huge success uh, on Podcast One. And that's thanks to you guys. The, the huge show is five days of scary, scary tales with Beyond the Darkness. And what a schedule they had this week! They had a uh, a date with Satan, and they had a story uh, a guy called Dark Waters telling a bunch of stuff. They had uh, supernatural news. They had haunted houses. These guys are covering the gamut when it comes to the paranormal shows. I love it. Dave Schrader, Tim Dennis, uh, one of the hit hit shows here on the on. Uh, 
on the on the Jericho Network five days a week. Don't forget Team Tiger Awesome dropping new laughs every Sunday. This week they're talking about how do you have sex with a superhero? Makes sense. Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus on Tuesdays. They are talking about uh, well all things wrestling in a very very uh, uh, intelligent manner, much more intelligent than I am. And of course keeping it one hundred with Conan. This week they got Jeff Jarrett discussing the Super Bowl, uh, Disco Inferno's in, in an argument with somebody else. He's always in trouble with somebody. Great show, hilarious. Shane Helms is on this week. Juventud Guerrera, uh, good stuff uh, from the flagship show. And coming Monday, February 27th, we're launching Jericho Network show number five. Hit me up on Twitter at Talk is Jericho. If you have some guesses who it's going to be, it is one of my old former uh, workmates, shall we say. So, um, And he's hilarious. He's quite a talker. He's known for being a great, great talker. As soon as you hear it, you know exactly who it's going to be, and you're going to be excited about this guy. He's number five, so you're going to get a preview of him very soon, probably next week. And in the meantime, please hit subscribe at iTunes and all the other fine uh, shows on the Jericho Network so you never miss a single show of any of the shows on my network or on Talk is Jericho. And leave us all a rating and review as well. And remember, speaking of reviews, you're going to love the reviews for the uh, biggest podcast ever, biggest podcast ever, biggest podcast ever. Talk about Mick Foley when he joins Talk is Jericho. We're less than one month away. It's going to be huge. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. And you're also going to love the 60-second AP News headline coming up next. And you're going to love next Wednesday when Team Tiger Awesome returns to Talk is Jericho. And it's high school confidential. We're talking about our experiences in high school with Mundy Truly Engage. You know how ridiculous they are. High School Confidential with Team Tiger Awesome coming up next Wednesday. In the meantime and in between time, have a tremendous weekend. Stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah boy. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.